I know it's wild to a lot of people that I've never seen the Cheetah Girls, except for the fact that I saw it this weekend. Um, but it's true, you guys. I was 12 years old when the movie came out, which was a season where we did not have cable, and I just missed it. I knew all the songs because my friends were always singing them. As I got older, I fell in love with the songs, and I've always loved all the cast and have watched their other projects, but I just straight up knew nothing about the Cheetah Girls, except for this weekend, y'all. My life has been changed. I understand everything now. <laughs> there are so many conversations that can be had all about this movie and friendship, disagreements, music industry stuff. My lord, we're gonna skip that for today. But stick around, grab a sandwich, we're gonna talk. <laughs> Good morning, good night, and good welcome to the Jamie Grace Podcast. Hi, I'm Jamie Grace, and this show is all about bridging the gap between pop culture and mental health. We talk about the things we love and how they have made us into the people that we are. Like I said, I grew up knowing, well, you know, from age 11 or 12 when this movie came out, I grew up knowing a lot of the songs of the Cheetah Girls, but it wasn't until this past weekend that I really realized how many pertinent conversations centering around friendship um, could be had about this. And so today's episode is Friends, Foes, and the Cheetah Girls. But before we get to that, I just wanted to talk about some friends of my own. So as most of you guys might know, I'm 29. I'm relatively new to Arizona, just starting to kind of, you know, get out considering the interesting events of our time. Um, also, if you hear a turn up happening in the background, that's Isabella. I think she's frustrated because um, videos aren't loading fast enough that <laughs> she and Aaron, <laughs> Aaron will always like show her old school video, old school, uh, show her like baby videos of her and she loves watching them. But I think sometimes when they don't load fast enough, I think she just, you know, gets overwhelmed because that's what happens in life, man. And she's only two. It happens. Um, anyways, <laughs> speaking of friends, that's oftentimes something that like just the concept of friends and making friends, being a good friend, that can play a huge role in our mental health, in our emotional wellness and how we see the world and then how we in turn interact with the world. Um, and so for me, having good friends has always been really important. And I've always done pretty good at having long distance friends, but especially after this last year, I really just wanted to do better at being able to see my friends in person, but I live in a new state. And so a lot of you guys know that I put out like a no shame <laughs> friendship audition on the internet and I've made some really cool friends. And so um, this past weekend, or I said this past weekend today, when you guys are listening, it will have been yesterday. Um, two of my new friends, Ashley and Lachey, they just, they saw that Instagram post that I posted and they invited me to hang out with them. And that was a couple of weeks ago. And then today we went to a movie and I'm like, you know what? Thank you, Jesus, for friends. And also thank you to years of therapy for really helping push my own self-confidence. And instead of being worried that like, oh no, I might be weird or I might be lame, just owning the things about me that make me different and then being able to take those things into new relationships and new friendships and saying things like, hey, I would like to make some more friends here. Can that happen? Can you be my friend? It's weird and it's awkward. Uh, it can seem weird and awkward, but it can be very much beneficial. So I just like to give these little, you know, testimonials whenever I can, just to remind anybody out there that's feeling insecure, that's feeling overwhelmed, that's feeling like I want to make friends, but I don't know how, just reach out, you know, look for the people that might look like they need some friends. You know, you see some people that look like they're having fun, that look like they're having a good time. Just say, hey, what are you guys doing? Can I hang out with you? Again, I know it looks like it can feel weird and can feel awkward, but it's totally worth it. You know, all of the weirdness that might happen, all the awkwardness that might happen, even the no's you might get, it's worth all of that 
as you pursue connection and friendship with people that are like you and you get to know people that are like you or maybe even people that aren't exactly like you but you guys do have the thing in common which is i want to make friends so i just wanted to share the little update little friendship update social life update from one neurodivergent <laughs> sometimes like socially awkward human <laughs> to whomever might be listening there's hope for us man there's always hope okay let's <laughs> let's talk about the cheetah girls so today's episode friends and foes it's an episode that i've not yet done on the podcast before but if you've listened for a while then you know that i have definitely talked about friendship before and basically what I want to get across with this style of episode is that it's not always about, oh, who is a good friend and who is definitely a foe. You know, who do we like and who do we hate? Who is good and who is bad? It's not all black and white, even though that's sometimes much easier. You know, if someone makes you mad or hurts your feelings or does something wrong or even, dare I say, does something toxic, it's oftentimes a lot easier to just kind of like cut them off completely in your brain and in your life because the alternative is grace and mercy and giving them a second chance and maybe even getting hurt again. And so that that's not fun. But I have to kind of just continually remind myself that it's not always about like who's a friend and who's a foe, but it's about recognizing the humanness in all of us and just really pursuing intentional relationships and intentional friendships um, with people and extending them the same grace that we'd want for ourselves. Now, that doesn't mean letting people walk over you. Of course, we're going to talk about some boundaries and stuff like that. <laughs> Galleria. But um, it's definitely, <laughs> it also doesn't mean, you know, oh, well, this person did something wrong, so they must be evil. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about some of the faux tendencies, <laughs> some of the rather not so great things that the girls did in this movie. But I also want to talk about some of the friendly stuff as well, because I think it's so important that we acknowledge the beautiful things that our friends can um, offer in our lives. But on the topic of Cheetah Girls, I do just want to say really quick, I did not know that they were like legit in this movie. You know, I had a concept of like, okay, Cheetah Girls is about some girls that like to sing and wear cheetah print. I didn't know that they were like celebrities. Like, you know how in Hannah Montana, she's like an actual star and like Poison Motion. Like that's like an actual band that like tours and travels. Hi, Isabella. But I had absolutely no idea that the Cheetah Girls were like actually known. You want to go inside? Baby, we are inside. We're inside the house. We are, I promise. Yes, yes, we are inside the house. Cupcake? Mm, we're not eating cupcakes. Would you like some chicken? I was super confused when they had the audition for their school's talent show. And they were in like a custom made like cheetah print, like all this fancy clothes. Like, like this is legit. And I think that they're all like rich. Like I was not like at all anticipating these like children of millionaires um just living their life in new york city in these fancy apartments just wanting to be celebrities it, it's really cool i was just super i was like whoa they're fancy fancy but anyways in case you haven't seen it that's what the movie's about these four really super cool humans um that are competing in their school's talent show they have a whole brand band 
bring into band all the things called the Cheetah Girls, and they want to be the next big big thing. It's kind of implied that the lady, the director of the school's talent show, was um, a star back in her day, and she knows this kind of like that she knows a celebrity manager, but he's kind of shady, and basically he comes in kind of wants to take over the group and um they're excited at first but it kind of takes a turn for the worst their friendship falls apart in the meantime but ultimately at the end at the end that's what we realize a friendship is all that matters and it doesn't matter if you want to be famous or not if if you're if you, if you don't have your, if you don't have good friends then what's the point um that's actually a very true story <laughs> Trust me, guys. Like, <laughs> I, I, man, I would not have survived many of certain occasions in my life without my friends. But this is not about me. And I'm going to try to stay from the music industry commentary of this movie because, wow, did it feel like deja vu at some point. Anyways, um, so we're, <laughs> we're going to talk about some positives, right? I want to tell you guys of some of the friend stuff that I see happen here, some of the very friendly moments. At the very beginning, one thing that I really liked, I think it was between Adrian and um, Keely's character. Also, quick heads up, I am going to be jumping back and forth between character names and actor names because I am going to be doing that. So <laughs> there's a moment. I think that they say that they're going to trade homework help for fashion advice. That's not an exact quote, but I liked that a lot. You know, friends have strengths, friends have weaknesses, and sometimes you got to help your friends out with their homework in exchange for helping them with their outfit. The next thing was Adrian calls Raven out on starting the Cheetah Girls. So after, you know, they meet with this like shady music producer guy, Raven's character is pretty early on it's pretty clear that she is going to like kind of try to run everything and be in charge of everything. She says in the beginning that she did it because she was trying to keep her mom from doing all that stuff, which she should have let her mama be in charge. Um, but basically Raven is just having this moment of just kind of like cockiness and arrogance where, you know, she's just like, well, I started the cheetah girls and Adrian calls her out on that. The reason why I put this in the friend category and not foe is because it's so important to make sure that we do have these kinds of conversations with our friends. I think so often it's really easy to not tell our friends when they hurt our feelings or to not tell our friends when they do something that's dumb. I mean, sometimes we're able to like tell our friends about like the simple stuff like, oh my gosh, that was mean, you know, or why would you say something like that? And just kind of in passing. But when it's actually like bigger stuff like this, like, oh, you could have affected my career or you didn't credit me on something that I feel like I deserve credit for, especially when you work with your friends. I mean, because these are not two friends singing at one open mic once every blue moon. These are friends like actually actively trying to pursue a music career. Dare I say already have a somewhat of a music career. Um, it can be hard to call your friends out on stuff like this. So I, I really like that. That was a part of the storyline. And I feel like in general, Adrian's character is kind of a no nonsense character. Um, I think she's my favorite of the cheetah girls is that a thing do we have favorite cheetah girls um i am <laughs> so blind but yeah she's my favorite cheetah girl because she really is like no nonsense um fine you're gonna move to paris i'm gonna take the credit card <laughs> 
just terrible i'm not actually endorsing that but i just liked her a whole lot and i really like that she called her out on it and her facial expressions are hysterical like i was laughing so much okay so the next ones it's like a bunch in one it's just a beautiful um arc or storyline that i really liked it's dorinda's dorinda is stephanie nope 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 sabrina bryan um bryant bryan but um yeah she's super cool she was she's a dancer she had i think it's called like bu or something she had like that dance dvd did y'all get that i wanted it so bad anyway um she is lying to everyone she's not super rich um she lives with her foster parents with i think it was like 10 other children and she's kind of like living this double life if you will because her friends are always like where do you have to go where do you have to go and she's like working to pay for her dance lessons by the way she's like the dancer of the crew it's wild um but i wanted to bring attention to a few different things in in her in her narrative so one, is it okay to lie to your friends if it's for your own personal business? Because I think some people might think, well, oh, she was lying to them. That makes her a foe or that was a very faux choice to make. And I actually don't think um, there's anything wrong with that. I think that, you know, ultimately I'm not going to say you should lie to your friends, like hear me out on that. But I think that what she was doing was protecting herself. Um, I don't think it's so much a matter of if that was right or wrong, but I think in the context of, you know, if the, the way that she presents in the movie, the, the things that she says, she doesn't know anything about her, her background, her nationality, anything about, um, her biological family. And, I don't think that it was her responsibility to tell the people around her, like, oh, by the way, like, this is where I come from. You know, this is who I am. These are the depths of my soul and my story. So, I, again, I'm not saying, oh, here's the right or the wrong, nor am I saying, okay, everybody, like, don't tell the full truth to your friends. But I am saying that I just I just want to be on the record saying, like, look, I think she was making the right choice for herself. Um, she was protecting herself. Like, who, that I can only imagine um, kids and teens that have stories like hers, the, the foolishness that they have to deal with from um, those who are privileged, like myself, to be raised by our biological parents. Um, the, the mess that we might oftentimes say <laughs> when we don't realize our privilege speaks before us. So there's a couple things in her life, like in her, in her storyline, there's a moment where she tells Adrian about being in foster care and Adrian receives it so well. Um, it, it's just so, it's so beautiful. It, it, it goes to show that oftentimes you don't know how, how people are going to respond. And it was really cool to see Adrian just be so nonchalant and welcoming and understanding about all of it. Um, then Adrian lends Dorinda clothes, but she doesn't lend them to her in like a, oh, you said you don't have an outfit. Well, I have lots of money. So here it is. It wasn't like that at all. It was so genuine and like, oh, well, good thing I have extra clothes then. I just really liked that so much. And then Chanel is supportive of Dorinda's dance opportunity, which of course that's a little bit further, um, a little bit further down the line. But when she tells Chanel that she has the opportunity, I think Chanel is Adrian's character. But yeah, when she tells Chanel that she has the opportunity to go and dance on this tour, it might even involve her leaving the cheetah girls the initial response isn't oh no like you're gonna leave the cheetah girls you're so horrible you're so terrible you know what i mean like we've worked so hard for this it's not that at all it's okay well i want to support you i'm excited for you i'm proud of you and i think that is such a good friend is to just focus on what they're saying not so much like okay how does this affect me how do i feel about this what is this doing for me and you know my career goals like no like she's just straight up like oh bt dubs <laughs> i might be leaving the band and chanel is like oh my gosh i'm so excited for you 
because her initial reaction is to put her friend first. All right, guys, so last but not least in this beautiful section of beautiful friendship being shown in the movie The Cheetah Girls, it, it is yet again about Chanel. So I wanted to call attention to a moment when the girls are in the, you know, recording studio or, or fancy corporate offices, whatever you want to call it, of this jackal guy, the music manager, this whole sketchy situation. And Chanel says, like, look, I just want everybody to think about it. He offers them the this like opportunity to put on these wild animal masks and be a totally different version of their band, basically a whole new band. He just wants to get, you know, pick apart the good stuff from their band and just recreate it into this not so great thing. Um, and everybody has all these differing opinions about it, but Chanel's thing is like, let's just think about it. Like before we make a decision, let's just think about it either way. Yes or no. And one thing that I love about that, I just like, especially in friendship, it's so crucial. It's so important is that communication is key. I know we hear that kind of thing all the time, especially when we're talking about dating and relationships, but it really is, you know, taking time away to process and to understand, understand, you know, to process information on your own and then coming back together to communicate is so crucial. You know, um, this weekend I, I posted on my Instagram story because a lot of people ask me for marriage advice and it's not that I don't want to give marriage advice. It's just that like, unless I'm in person with someone, I just don't prefer to give like just to talk about marriage because I just, I'm just kind of like long-winded and <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I just, I prefer to talk about like other stuff, but I, I did like to, I, I highlighted four different resources that, um, like I use like a few of them more, more than my husband. And then he looks at one of them more than me. And then, um, we just, we check these resources out separately. And throughout the week we bring them together and we just are like, babe, did you see this? Or what do you think about this? Or nah, I can't see, you know, like whatever it is, like we just bring it together and we talk about it. And that is so crucial for relationships. And I think friendships can benefit from that as well. It's like when you're, um, presented with something, you know, whatever it might be like a, a vacation, right? And one friend wants to go here and one friend wants to go there. Or, um, I don't know, let's take college, for example. You guys always had a plan to do this one thing. Now one of the friends wants to transfer. What, guys, whatever it might be, we can all benefit from that, like, stepping apart, stepping away, and just being like, hey, let me just dig into this resource on my own. Let me think about this on my own. Let me pray about this on my own. Let me process this on my own. And then let's come back and communicate. Let's come back and chat. Let's come back and have a conversation. So often we will realize that things are not as scary or as stressful or as overwhelming as we thought they were before those moments, before stepping away, processing alone, and then coming back together and communicating. I mean, of course, the Cheetah Girls, like the whole movie would have been so much shorter if they had just said, you know what, we're all just going to go to our individual mentors and therapists and take the weekend to just kind of process and then we're going to get back together on Sunday afternoon and come back to your office Monday morning. The movie would have been so short <laughs> if they had done that as opposed to just getting frustrated with each other in the office and then one of the girls leaving the band and then the other three just making a decision right on the spot. You know, it, oh my goodness. <laughs> The movie would have been much shorter, but the relationships could have been preserved much faster. <laughs> From amazing grace to think to respect, Aretha Franklin's music shaped a generation, topping music charts with anthems still relevant today. And now we can see her story on the big screen. In theaters August 13th, make sure you check out Respect, 
starring Academy Award winner Jennifer Hudson, following the rise of Aretha Franklin's career from a child singing in her father's church to her international superstardom. I'm so excited to have Respect as a sponsor of the Jamie Grace podcast, and I cannot wait to talk about this film with all of you. See Respect in theaters August 13th. So friends, I try to be positive, you know, kick the show off with like some positive stuff. Talk about some beautiful friend moments of the Cheetah Girls. But now we got to talk about the mess. <laughs> we need to talk about some faux moments. We've all had some faux moments. We've all had some moments where we acted much more like an enemy than a friend. And we need to be honest about that. We've all had moments where we've acted more fake than real. And we got to be transparent about those times. So I've only got four that I really want to focus on. But I want to give a disclaimer that number three is a little hefty. So number one. <laughs> I gave Chanel such a wonderful compliment, so many wonderful compliments, but there's something that happens earlier in the movie where she complains about her friend in front of her other friends. Now, don't get me wrong. There are definitely times where one of your friends might be stressing you out, might be, you might be feeling overwhelmed, and I'm not even going to, I don't think it's gossip to go to another friend and be like, hey, I'm a little bit stressed out about this. You know, what do you think is X, Y, Z, best way to handle it? A, you know, a good way, we've all heard this, I think, a good way to kind of know if something is gossip or not is if you're not a part of the problem or you're not a part of the solution, then it's probably gossip, right? So I don't think if you're, ha- if you're having a problem with someone and you're trying to seek out a solution, I don't think it's wrong to be like, yo, I'm going to go find someone trustworthy and kind and wise that could give me some perspective. Um, and Chanel's not even like on the turn up in this, right? Like she's not even being, she's not being terrible. I just wanted to bring it to our attention because I think it's something that can be helpful for us to just keep our minds open to. <laughs> well, was a weird laugh as we possibly might do this sometime in the future but she's just kind of like look the band was so much easier before those other two came in and that's actually kind of alluded to a little bit more throughout the film I mean um Keely's character is like given a hard time for having hot sauce in her bag and like oh she's not you know relevant to celebrities and stuff like that she's too country or whatever um and then it also sounds like Dorinda like insults herself before other people try to insult her like she calls herself something like shrimpy and white or something like that she's like go ahead and say it everyone says it I'm like girl who's calling you that so it's already pretty clear that you know Chanel and Galleria were besties before um I feel like a prequel to this movie would be really cool but it's already pretty clear that they're really close and the other two girls are a little bit more of the outsiders you also don't see their parents prevalent uh, prevalent at all you know at the end of the movie Dorinda's uh, foster mom is there and the other moms welcome her and they're like good it'd be great to have another mom here but um but really it's it's Adrian and Raven that are kind of the stars if you will and so it, it's not surprising that there might be a little bit of issue or conflict you know with the other girls there like that there's that's that's not surprising and like I said sometimes you got to talk about that kind of stuff but like let's just all try to be mindful like let's make it a goal for this week talk I'll be mindful of like not being gossipful about other our other friends and not complaining about our other friends to our other friends or our enemies to our or or our friends to our enemies or our cousins to our neighbors or our neighbors to our pet turtles or our best friends 
All right, so number two, this actually is not about the Cheetah Girls, but it's about the mom and dad. I watched this movie on and off throughout the weekend, but um, this particular scene, I actually watched it with Aaron. We I literally was watching it in like 10, 15 minute increments of just, you know, being a mom and working from home and all these things. But this part I watched, uh, some of it I watched with Aaron. And he and I actually, we talk about this often, but we specifically talked about it, have been talking about it now that our daughter's getting older. And that is the concept of presenting a united front. Now, I know that there are people out there that'll say that a husband and wife aren't supposed to be best friends. If that is how you believe, with all due respect, this is not the podcast for you. Um, I do think that people can definitely have more than one best or close friend, but especially for the sake of this podcast and especially for the sake of my real life, my, my man is my best friend. And we believe that it's so important for best friends to present a united front on many things. And we especially believe that it's important that a husband and wife present a united front to their children, even when they disagree. And so something that is not a good representation of friendship in this film, um, within the context of friends in marriage, are Galleria's parents and their very blatant disagreement of what Galleria's involvement with this record label or management team should be, and them kind of openly disagreeing in front of her. Now, I don't think, you know, I think it's healthy for kids, especially for teenagers, to be able to see their parents openly discussing something and figuring out something in front of them. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. But it's the fact that, <laughs> like, Galleria's mom at one point is, like, laying out the ground rules for this meeting with the producer or the manager. And Galleria's dad is like, and she promises. I'm like, uh, excuse you, sir. Like, don't just talk over your wife to, you know, make yourself look good to your daughter. <laughs> Aaron and I are watching this. And we, I, like, kind of looked at him. And he was like, huh? <laughs> like, I'm not going to do that, you know. Because um, we have a conversations it's like look you know right now we have a daughter and just kind of stereotypically that would be Aaron's role of just kind of like you know trying to keep the peace between mom and daughter it's like nah bruh like if mom says it dad backs me up if dad says it I've you know I back him up I'm like nah dad said no like it is what it is <laughs> so I, I, yeah I just I struggle with that because that storyline is very common. I don't love it very much. <laughs> it's definitely a stereotype, but it's also statistically very popular and it can cause discord in a marriage. And so if you're out there and you're married or you're dating and you desire to be married someday, be mindful of that. Like <laughs> presenting a united front in marriage is a very beautiful thing, especially if you're talking about like your minor child going off and signing a record deal or something. Gosh. Um, okay. So we've got two more. <laughs> and then this, the third one is probably kind of obvious. But Galleria, in her excitement, in her joy, in her confidence, it it, it it switches. And there are little small seeds planted early on. We talked about Chanel earlier calling her out on this. And she really shut it down. She was not interested in, in listening to her friend at all. But Galleria... She does too much. She gets caught up in the fame and in her selfishness and becomes arrogant, rude, and inconsiderate. She wants to take all the songwriting credit. Um, and Chanel just straight up tells her, you've been all about you. And then when things don't go her way at the label meeting, instead of, you know, like Chanel says, let's just think about it, she just shuts it down and says, I don't want to do this anymore. Granted, in that moment, she was making the right choice. And maybe she kind of, hi, Isabella, you just finished bath time? And maybe she kind of ultimately helped the girls not make a terrible decision career-wise. Um, but it's just, it's, it's pretty sad to see that happen, to see, you know, the more opportunities that seem to come her way 
the less she seemed to really focus on her friends. And I don't think that we should, you know, paint her out as the bad guy in the movie, you know, or the one that the one that ran away or whatever it might be. I, th I think we just need to be mindful that she's human and we're all capable of making a choice like that. eh? like we're all, we all have the capability of getting so excited about something, so focused on something, so many stars in our eyes because it looks like our dreams are finally coming true that we start to turn our backs on either who we really are or our family or our friends. And it's sad to see it happen in real time. But, I mean, it's a Disney movie. Everything works out in the end, <laughs> so we're good. <laughs> Everything is fine by the end of the film. And then last but not least, you guys, number four. Okay, here we go. If you listened to the last episode of the podcast, Dating Advice as told by a walk to remember that was last week, then you might already kind of know where this is going. But there's this guy in the movie, this blonde guy, I don't even remember his name, but he also goes to the school. He and his buddy are also entering into the talent show. He was giving Raven compliments when she was like playing the piano and kind of making it like, oh, maybe I like you a little bit. And I guess that's maybe her love interest. I don't know if he's in the second movie or the, I don't know. Yeah, there's two movies. No, there's three. Well. Well, Raven's not. Um, I don't know if he's in the second movie. I don't know. I guess I'll figure that out one day, or maybe y'all will tell me on Twitter. Um, but y'all, he's been like manipulative and competitive. Not that there's anything wrong with being competitive, but he's been arrogant the whole film. And I know that it could be like said, arguably, that she wasn't the kindest either, but she's not the one initiating this new flirtatious thing. And, and maybe that's actually kind of been the story all along but that is just kind of a narrative especially in movies made five plus years ago that the guys that tease you are the guys that like you and I'm just here as a friendly big sister grandma to remind you guys that no <laughs> that's not a thing baby the guys that tease you even if they do like you it is not up to you to decipher between oh are you a bully or are you a flirt today or are you being some sort of messy mixture of the two it's not cool and <laughs> your friends should not be teasing you to the point of you genuinely getting frustrated or offended. And guys should not be getting away with it either. <laughs> All right, friends, so before I let you guys go, I want to say a huge thank you to anybody that's ever left a review of the podcast. This week, I want to shout out Coffee and Jesus 18 I love the username. <laughs> she left a review on Apple Podcasts, and she said, listening to Jamie Grace always makes me feel like I can give myself more grace. No pun intended. She's honest about her mental health struggles, but she shows optimism about day-to-day -day life. Please don't stop producing podcasts, Jamie. Thank you for what you do. Um, that is so kind. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, I honestly, like, I genuinely appreciate that. I really do love uh, making this show. And I really do love that I get to talk about mental health um, in a way that I hope connects all of uh, connects all of us, whether you have a similar condition, um, similar, you know, anxieties and stuff like that, that I have, or you just want to talk about emotional wellness in everyday life, like friendships and relationships and dating and things like that. So thank you guys for sticking around with me. I really do have fun talking to you guys. If you would like to leave a review for the podcast, it's super easy. There is a link in the show notes and you can just find it that way or you can just go to apple Podcasts, itunes podcast if you're old like me and that's what you call it and when you look at the jamie grace podcast you just keep scrolling down until you see the stars and then you gotta make a life decision one star two star three star four star you know what to do five star i'm just kidding i can't technically tell you which one to pick <laughs>
but I hope you pick the one that makes your heart the happiest. (laughs) Real talk. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the Jamie Grace podcast. You are a wonderful human, and I hope that you just take some time today to take some deep breaths and to eat some good food, to drink a whole lot of water, to leave a review. Wow, stuck in my esophagus there to leave a review of the Jamie Grace podcast. I hope all that stuff for you, because you deserve that. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks for listening. Okay, bye.